section twenty seven of the central period of the middle age nine eighteen to twelve seventy three by beatrice a lees this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by pamela nagami chapter eighteen the fall of the hohenstaufen and the great interregnum twelve fifty to twelve seventy three a prophecy was current in the thirteenth century that the empire would end with frederick the second it was a truer saying than the men who repeated it knew the dreams of otto the third the ambitions of frederick barbarossa the splendid visions of henry the sixth were all buried in the grave of the wonder of the world when after twenty-three years of anarchy the empire was reconstituted under the habsburg dynasty its great days were over its commanding position was lost and there only remained to it a future of lingering and ignoble decay the history of the final fall of the hohenstaufen is soon told pope innocent the fourth had vowed never to make peace with frederick the second and his viper brood and he kept his word though when he came down in triumph into italy after frederick's death he found himself almost a prisoner in rome under the domination of the powerful senator Brancaleone he never ceased to plot against the hohenstaufen he offered the crown of sicily in succession to charles of anjou the brother of louis the ninth of france to richard of cornwall the brother of henry the third of england and to edmund of lancaster the younger son of henry the third a boy of eight years old frederick the second had bequeathed the imperial and sicilian crowns to his eldest legitimate son conrad the fourth twelve fifty to twelve fifty four and had appointed his illegitimate son manfred prince of tarentum viceroy of the kingdom of sicily in conrad's absence in twelve fifty one conrad the fourth entered italy and made himself master of apulia he was planning an advance on lombardy when in may of twelve fifty four a sudden fever cut him off in the flower of his youth his half-brother henry had died in the previous year and only the little conradine conrad's two-year-old son was left to carry on the legitimate line of the hohenstaufen dynasty still the cause of the ghibellines was not hopeless while manfred of tarentum remained brave accomplished and talented he resembled his father in person and in character and seemed born to be a king the death of innocent the fourth in the winter of twelve fifty four and the accession of the more peaceable alexander the fourth further raised the hopes of the imperialists while in twelve fifty six the anti-caesar william of holland was killed and the great interregnum twelve fifty six to twelve seventy three began in germany in italy manfred ignored the claims of his little nephew and ruled the sicilian kingdom as an independent sovereign bidding defiance to the papal excommunication which was hurled against him he found partisans in central and northern italy and the ghibelline victory of monte aperto in twelve sixty gave the important city of florence to the imperialists while the ghibellines of rome proclaimed manfred senator in opposition to richard of cornwall the guelph candidate even the fall of frederick the second son-in-law the cruel tyrant of verona Ezzelino da romano who died defeated by the guelphs in twelve fifty nine 
rather strengthened manfred's position by freeing him from a dangerous ally and possible rival in twelve sixty one however alexander the fourth was succeeded by urban the fourth a frenchman who called his countrymen to his aid and offered the crown of sicily to charles of anjou the brother of the king of france the guelph party in rome chose charles senator a crusade was preached against manfred and his saracen troops and though urban the fourth died in twelve sixty four his successor clement the fourth continued his policy in twelve sixty five charles of anjou entered rome in twelve sixty six he was crowned king of sicily and st peter's and a few weeks later he completely defeated the sicilian army on the plains of grandella near benevento where are my ghibellines cried manfred when he saw the splendid tuscan cavalry arrayed against his germans and saracens when he realized that the day was lost he rushed into the thickest of the fight and fell on the field of battle crushed under the yoke of the stern charles of anjou the sicilians bitterly deplored the young king whom in life they had not appreciated and they in the ghibelline cities of tuscany and lombardy sent envoys to germany to rouse the half-fledged eaglet conradine now a high-spirited boy of fourteen fired with the hope of winning back the heritage of his fathers conradine led an army over the brenner pass into italy and entered pavia the old ghibelline capital early in twelve sixty eight the pope denounced the poisonous little king regulus of the viper brood and thundered excommunications against his followers but pisa gave him a fleet siena supported him and rome received him with acclamation clement the fourth looked on unmoved this expedition will pass like smoke he said let the lamb be led to the slaughter the end was indeed at hand conradine advanced from rome upon apulia at talia cozzo on the borders of the southern kingdom charles of anjou gave him battle and inflicted a terrible defeat upon the ghibelline forces conradine flying from the field was taken prisoner and after a short captivity was beheaded at naples on october twenty ninth twelve sixty eight italian and provencal poets sang of the piteous death of the young corradino while germany mourned for the last of the hohenstaufen a month later clement the fourth died and the papacy remained vacant for more than two years in the south charles of anjou elected senator of rome for life and ruthless in his victory governed the hapless sicilians in so tyrannical and despotic a fashion that it ultimately lost him the kingdom northern italy meanwhile fell back into civil war and the strife of city against city of guelph against ghibelline raged more fiercely than ever so that dante the great italian poet of the fourteenth century could only compare his country to a ship without a pilot drifting in the storm nor was germany in much better case the death of william of holland in twelve fifty six was followed by a double imperial election of the seven great magnates lay and ecclesiastical who now alone acted as electors four chose the papal candidate richard of cornwall and three voted for alfonso x of castile alfonso never set foot in germany richard was crowned at aachen but he did not receive the imperial crown at rome and in twelve seventy two he died after playing a somewhat ignominious part 
in the war in england between henry the third and his barons germany was now a prey to all the horrors of feudal anarchy the princes the lesser nobles and the prelates fought and struggled for wealth and power and the people were helpless before them the one gleam of hope was to be found in the cities which united in defensive leagues grew strong free and independent amidst the general confusion at length pope gregory x the successor of clement the fourth threatened that if the electors did not end the interregnum he would choose an emperor on his own responsibility this moved them to action and in twelve seventy three they met at frankfurt and elected count rudolph of Habsburg, the founder of the great austrian dynasty with his accession began a new era in the history of the empire End of section twenty seven